Hello, 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 and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where we help passionate people create stable income with flexible schedules by getting ideal nonprofit clients with the best grant writing and nonprofit sales strategies in the industry. My name is Holly Rustic, and I went from working 50 plus hours per week as a grant writer inside a nonprofit, living paycheck to paycheck, to opening my own freelance grant writing business and only working part-time hours, earning more than I ever had before. I was able to pay off all of my student loans, my debt, and as a single mother, be able to provide a lifestyle for my daughter. Plus, I've been able to be there for her for all of her days off, all of the school functions, and all of the other things that come with being a parent. I no longer feel guilty being inside a job because now I am my own boss and can dictate my revenue, my lifestyle, and my schedule. Inside our programs, the Freelance Grant Writer Academy and the Grant Professional Mentorship, I have helped more than 100 changemakers get out of toxic nine to five jobs and replace their full-time incomes while working part-time as a grant writer from home and around the world. Simply by learning how to write grants through our grants writing formula and implementing our unique approach to nonprofit sales strategies. Join these aspiring and seasoned grant writers so you too can secure ideal nonprofit clients with cause areas that you fully believe in, get them massive funding, and be able to set your own schedule and revenue goals. Be sure to join our weekly email newsletter, The Freelance Grant Writer Hub Haven, where you get stress-free nuggets on the financial stability components and skills of being a freelance grant writer. Plus, you get updates about the Freelance Grant Writer Academy. Just go to grantwritingandfunding.com to subscribe. And now let's get ready for the most bold, empowering, and approachable coaching and conversations you've ever heard. Let's create a higher standard of stability, freedom, and legacy together. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here. I'm super excited for you to be listening to today's podcast episode. Last week, we celebrated our 300th episode. So for the entire month of December, we are giving out a free book for anyone who leaves a review on our podcast. Go ahead and visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash podcast party to be able to see more details about how you can get a free book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing if you leave a review on the podcast. So we're just celebrating that, our 300th episode, reaching it in December and giving away a free gift for all of you listeners out there who wanna chime in and subscribe and all of the fun things. So thank you so much for being a listener on the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. We have some amazing things coming up. And if you listened last week, we talked about how we've really changed the direction of the grant writing and funding business. And we have been serving freelance grant writers opening up businesses, five to six figure income businesses for years now. But we've also offered out a lot of other things, right? Um, to help nonprofits, to help grant writing, etc. So what we've done is we've rolled all of our programs into our Freelance Grant Writer Academy, into our group coaching programs. And we are so excited to do that because it gives us 12 months inside our group coaching programs to actually really work with you one-on-one, to work with you in the group, to serve you, to really get your business set up, to help you with your grant writing skills 
Even we teach you how to do strategic planning for nonprofits and so much more so you can actually replace your full-time income while writing grants or doing strategic planning or doing nonprofit wellness audits with nonprofits. And you can actually help them be less toxic. So if you want to find out more about our Freelance Grant Writer Academy, do come and attend our live webinar on January 10th. 2024. Oh yeah, already next year, y'all. And that is quit your toxic nonprofit job and replace your income with freelance grant writing. That is going to be at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard on January 10th. So be sure you get signed up for that webinar because as soon as the webinar is over, we are opening the doors to the Freelance Grant Writer Academy and that is our 12-month group coaching program to help you replace your full-time income while writing grants part-time. And we are so excited to be opening the doors to the public for this. If you join within the first 48 hours of the doors opening on January 10th, you also get a huge, super juicy bonus. And it's the twofer bonus is what I like to call it. And it is a customized audit for 10K sales. You're going to get a coaching call where you actually get customized feedback on how to reach your first $10,000. And midway through the year, you're going to get a 30 minute one-on-one coaching call. So you can go ahead and say, okay, where are we at when I came in the program? Now I'm midway through the program and where am I at now? How can I kind of get some course correction and just feedback along the way? Of course, you'll also be inside the 12-month group coaching program where you will be able to get coaching in Slack every single day, meet up twice a month on our Zoom calls, get all of the curriculum inside. I mean, the curriculum alone, people just get in, and even though they don't join the calls, they are getting clients. They are securing grants because of everything inside our curriculum. Plus, we'll be kicking off in February our 30-day challenge, so write a master grant application in 30 days. So every single day, you're going to get a short video and you're going to get a tutorial on how to write a certain part of your master grant application. So by the end of 30 days, you'll have written a master grant application and you'll know how to do that for your clients. You can rinse and repeat that. You can sell that as a service. It is amazing. And it's the first time we're doing it as a 30 day live challenge. So you get all of that inside the Freelance Grant Writer Academy when you join this January 2024. Once again, January 10th is our webinar. And if you sign up for the webinar, you're gonna be able to access our 48 hour bonus and that is the customized audit for 10K sales. So visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 301 so you can make sure you can join the webinar and get on the wait list so you know as soon as our Freelance Grant Writer Academy opens the doors because they're only gonna be open for a couple of weeks. So you can get all of the goodies of the bonus and so you can make sure you get in so you can get in the live 30-day challenge that we're going to have in February. So for all of today's show notes and to get in that webinar and on the wait list, go ahead to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 301. And before we kick off on today's juicy, juicy, juicy topic, I want to go ahead and say thank you to our friends at Bloomerang for supporting this podcast episode today. Bloomerang offers donor management, online fundraising, and volunteer management software that helps small to medium nonprofits like First Tee of Greater Akron. After just one year with Bloomerang, First Tee of Greater Akron doubled their unique donors, improved donor stewardship, and raised more funds. To see the full story, visit bloomerang.com 
That's B-L-O-O-M-E-R-A-N-G.com forward slash grant writing podcast. Thank you so much to our folks at Bloomerang. And if you didn't hear it, episode 299 was with Emily from Bloomerang. And she really talked more about their donor software management. And we totally support that because it's so important not just to have grants, but also to get donors. And this is also another service that you as grant writer consultants out there and nonprofit consultants can do as a service. All right, so let's get into today's episode because it's so important. All right, so we're going to be talking about why your nonprofit job is toxic. What? Holly, blasphemy, nonprofits are charities and amazing. And I know you all are, okay? (laughs) But I've been working with nonprofits for two decades and sure, not all nonprofits are toxicity aware, but many are toxic workplaces. So most of them, they're not toxic in a nefarious or on purpose way either, but let me tell you, the system is rigged, okay? Here's the thing, the incorporation of nonprofit organizations, your good old 501c3 orgs, right? They're actually very racist and very sexist and very, therefore they're very toxic, right? Because this incorporation in America was one of the federal government's ways of reacting to the civil rights movement. So sure, there's some good things they did, but really on the back end with those strings attached, they're not so beneficial any longer, or they ever were. So before you start thinking I'm a conspiracist, These are just facts, and I've got both sides, okay? I got both sides, but let's just realize that it has impacted the system for which you are operating in. And you might be like, whoa, she's saying some pretty profound things. Yes, all right, here's some outcomes. And a wonderful outcome of this was the federal government realized they wanted to be less bureaucratic in many ways, even though it still really is, but they wanted to give out more funding to nonprofits, right? They wanted to funnel out more monies, So nonprofits could actually step up and do a lot of the work. So the federal government isn't doing all of the work, which is great, right? This is quicker, it's more easy, it's more efficient, all of the things. Nonprofits are the experts in their areas and their cause areas, right? But here's some real results that led to your current toxic nonprofit job, which is one, 501c3 nonprofits, they're not able to lobby no political movements here, right? You always have to sign that lobbying disclosure form, right? When you're submitting grants on grants.gov and all of that, right? So yeah, sure, some foundations will allow you to lobby potentially, but as an incorporation and as reporting to your federal government, all of the things with your monies as a nonprofit, you're not able to lobby. What this does is it takes away from a huge component of a large social movement like the civil rights movement, right? It takes away the ability to really rally change in the political realms that need to happen to make real impact and and profound change that those social movements want to accomplish, right? Is changing how politics are, who's leading what, all of the things. Now, the other thing is that the federal government did this incorporation with the 501c3s is that 501c3 nonprofits are generally only given money for individual services or programs. So this is really when a social movement, if you look at it, it's for the greater good. It's for the cause, right? It's large. It's not so individualistic. Whereas then all of a sudden to break this kind of down and apart, now they're only funneling monies to very individualistic programs 
And think about that. A lot of times when you write grants, so as a grant writer, it's always, well, how many people are you going to serve with this money, right? Very individualistic um, and very like serving, serving things, right? So it's like, it's very difficult to get money for prevention programs. Yes, there, there are some out there, but man, right? What you have to do to get prevention monies. It's because it's kind of hard to know what you're preventing because it's a very different mindset when you look at individual services versus a social change, a movement, right? And the thing is, is nonprofits very much are about that movement with their vision statements, right? They want to see behavioral change. They want to see some sort of larger change happen. It's not just about those services. But when they get when they apply for grants for federal grants and they're 501c3s, most of the grants out there are for these individual programs. And that's what makes them run around chasing the money and creating programs that they don't even need just because they want money, right? They want to get the grant funding. So that's where this becomes very toxic as well, is just because of how this system is set up. As a nonprofit. Now, another thing for this is so prevention monies are very difficult, and also general operating money is very difficult, right? Because they want to see well, what's the individual service impact? Well, we don't know. We just want to fund the greater good of the nonprofit. We want to fund the movement, right? General ops, we want to fund the movement. So it's very difficult to get that type of money. And we did see more general operating funds come out during COVID because they realized, oh, you just need to keep you need to keep your nonprofit in existence. Those are two major strings that have impacted how nonprofits are set up and why there's already a toxic environment just in how the system is set up. It's not about the executive director or the people involved or anything. It's the structure of the organization and it's how they have to operate because they're trying to get federal monies. And you might be saying, but Holly, I work with a 501c6, 501c4, and they're able to politically lobby or whatnot. There are certain types of 501s that can do that, right? Like memberships, they're able to actually do political lobbying. So that is actually very cool. But the problem is, is that a lot of them are not eligible for federal grants. They're not, right? What's the most eligible nonprofit, type of nonprofit eligible for the most grants? 501c3s. So that's part of what this issue is here. So we're talking about 501c3s because most of you are out there are 501c3s. Most of the clients that you will work with are 501c3s. So this structure is basically a real carrot and stick system set up. We'll give you money, but stop mass movements and no railing behind politicians that could create larger movements. How does the structure of this organization then impact you as a grant writer at a nonprofit? And why? Do, how does that make it even toxic for what you do on another level? As a staff grant writer, you're one of the hardest positions to actually fund through grants. You know that. <laughs> you know that because most of you who are grant writers, that is not your full-time job, even though that's what you do full-time. Come again, Holly? You're probably getting paid for as a program manager or a program coordinator or some other type of job that's more easily funded by a grant within a nonprofit. And you're asked to do grant writing, though really as the full time, right? So all of a sudden, you're expected to do grant writing full time, but then how they can pay you from a grant 
because grant writers a lot of times can't get paid to write grants before they're funded and there's all these things about that. So the nonprofit might make you a program coordinator too of some program. So you have to like, maybe you do some case management, maybe you do some data reporting, maybe you do some other things. Maybe you're also the grant manager, right? Doing grant management, so post-grant award or post-grant management. But at the same time, you're doing grant writing full-time. So you basically now have two jobs. Sure, everyone else is also in that toxic workplace environment, so working more than they, they should. But you as a grant writer are probably working the most, maybe even including the executive director. Okay, You are working so much because you're paid one way, but you still have to do the other job because it's writing grants. And maybe you're like, well, no, Holly, I'm actually a grant writer, and that's all I do, and that's what I get paid for. Well, good for you. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear that. But at the same time, you're probably working still very difficult and you're probably still in a very toxic environment because those grant writing deadlines are never ending. I mean, just if we go back to the, remember, the structure and why it's toxic and why program funding is hard to get. And a lot of times it's kind of outside of the scope, but that's how they can loop in some money. You're writing grants all the time. You're writing grants on the weekend. You're writing grants during the week at night. Even on vacation, you're getting pinged because there's a grant deadline or you can never take a vacation because there's always grant deadlines. You probably also even feel bad to even ask for a raise because you see that a lot of grants are funding programs and not your job. And you probably feel like you can't ask for money because then you feel like that would be taking away from the cause. So what do you do? You end up operating at a mantra of money isn't important. Even when your health bills are adding up, you have meager, if any, retirement or health insurance, you may not live in the safest area, time with your kids is constantly interrupted with grant deadlines, and more. This is toxic. But here's the thing, to make an income and feel financially safe doesn't mean you have to run to a corporate job or live off the land. You can still serve that beautiful cause and movement that you want to do and that you feel passionate about while taking care of yourself and your family. All you need to do is get the support to offer your grant writing skills to more nonprofits and stop being reliant inside a nonprofit. And inside the Freelance Grant Writer Academy, we teach all the ropes of becoming a freelance grant writer so you can break free of the toxic workplace environment. Because when you follow our ethical nonprofit sales systems, your relationship with nonprofits changes immediately. You will no longer feel guilted to work crazy hours on never-ending grant cycles. You will no longer feel 100% responsibility of all of the nonprofit rest on your shoulders. Because what if the grant doesn't get awarded? You will be able to set boundaries. You will be able to control your pricing, i.e. income. You will be able to take on more clients and serve that cause in a more exponential way. And if you still have a twinge of guilt about that, you're going to be able to fit your freelance services better within a nonprofit's budget. Think about this. If a nonprofit is paying you as a grant writer right now and you're working inside a nonprofit, you might be averaging $50,000 per year plus some benefits, although there might be a little bit towards health insurance or something like that, the fringe benefits. You have an office or at least a cubicle, a computer that's taken care of, etc. 
So maybe with all of your fringe benefits, this comes out to $65,000 per year. But you're also doing a million other things besides writing grants. So here's the thing, and that nonprofit is constantly thinking, how do we keep paying your salary? How do we keep doing this? We need to add something more on your plate so we can pay for it, etc." Instead, as a freelance grant writer, you can come in, I'm gonna write five foundation grants for you this year and three federal grants for you. And maybe you end up charging $30,000. And you're gonna take care of all your own fringe benefits, you're gonna pay your own taxes, you're going to get your computer, and you're going to have your own office, right? At home, usually. But how are you, I'm gonna make so much less. No, you're not, because you're not just gonna have one client. You're gonna have multiple clients but you're only going to do a certain scope of work. You're only gonna write X amount of grants, no more. You're only going to do the services that you want to do, and those are gonna be a certain scope. So you can actually work with three or four clients, and that's all you need. And it wouldn't even be 40 hours per week, but you'd be making more than working with one nonprofit, but at that nonprofit, you'd be doing everything plus the grant writing. So it is in your best interest and the best interest of the nonprofit for you to be a freelance grant writer. And then you're no longer gonna be working within the system, you're going to be having a different relationship with the executive director, you're going to have a different relationship with the hours that you wanna work, with when you want to work, your policies can be, we do not work weekends. We work eight to five, that's it, right? Monday through Friday. Those are our hours, that's when we respond to emails. We do not respond in evenings, we do not respond on weekends. As a freelance grant writer, you can immediately put those types of policies to work and in your contracts. That is absolutely fine. It is a completely different relationship than having a boss send you a, a message that he or she thinks is urgent at 8 p.m. and you feel like you have to respond. This is an entirely different relationship. So at Grant Writing and Funding, we believe that you should quit your toxic nonprofit job and be able to replace your income with freelance grant writing. Sign up for our free webinar on January 10th and be sure to join the Freelance Grant Writer Academy when the doors open because you can still serve causes that you believe in without being in toxic workplace environments. You can set boundaries, you can control your pricing, you can have more financial stability and more time with family when you are a freelance grant writer. We firmly believe this because I've experienced it myself but also I've seen so many people in our academy and in our programs be able to achieve this. And just the relief that they get by replacing their full-time income, by making more money while working less and having more time with their family and their own schedule and just to feel healthier is absolutely amazing. So go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 301 to join that webinar because you're going to walk away from that webinar knowing how you can make a grant writing business work for you. All right, I'll see you next week on Grant Writing and Funding. And if you love this podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or your podcast player. But this week, make sure you also go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash podcast party to be able to get a free book as well when you leave a review. All you have to do is leave a snapshot of that review, email it over to us, and we'll send you a link to grab your free copy of The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.